All right, it's the Keefe to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They beat the Pirates 9-8 to in walk-off fashion on Tuesday night at the stadium in what was a rather eventful ninth inning, one that the Yankees shouldn't have to be playing against this last-place Pirates team on pace for 102 losses on the season, but uh, they've struggled this year against bad teams. I mean, they went 1-1 one one against the Pirates uh, in the two-game series in Pittsburgh. They lost a home series against the Reds. Uh, you know, just teams that they should easily beat, easily put away, and, and they struggle with. And uh, But they were able to come back and get the win on Tuesday night. 0-0 game into the fourth. Nestor Cortez gives up a run. Yankees get two back in the fifth. Pirates take a 3-2 lead in the sixth. Yankees get two back in the sixth. Make take a 4-3 lead. Blow the lead in the seventh. 4-4. Give a four in the eighth to go down 8-4. And then have the dramatic, miraculous comeback. Five runs without recording it out in the ninth inning. All started by the Aaron Judge home run. His 60th home run. Ties Babe Ruth becomes the sixth player in baseball history to reach 60 home runs. And Judge has always said the right thing. His whole career, he's talked about the team first. You ask him a question about him, he'll mention the team. Very Derek Jeter-like in that, in that sense. But... All these beat writers and reporters eating up the fact that he's talking about the team and not talking about his individual stats. That's what he should say. He should talk about the team. He shouldn't, you know, look like a jerk and talk about how many home runs he's hit or that he's leading the league in all triple crown categories and that he's doing this in a year in which he turned down $31 million a year for the next seven years from the Yankees and trying to get, you know, the most money possible, which that's his right. Can't fault him for that. But to think that Aaron Judge is telling the truth and not caring about these milestones, these numbers, having the best walk year, impending free agent year in the history of not just this sport, but any sport really, you have to be crazy to think he's not thinking about that. You have to be crazy to think that he doesn't think about the payday he's going to get based on this season. I mean, just a week ago, he was asked about Uh, signing with the Red Sox after the season, and he said, we'll talk about that after the season. They didn't shut it down. Didn't say no. You know, so, and and that's his right. It's a business. The the player side, the ownership side, it's a business. But let's not act like he's, you know, all about just the team. Of course he's all about himself, too. He should be. He's trying to get the most money he can, which, again, is his right. That's what he should be doing. But everyone's like falling all over every quote. Jeff Passan writing this article about how the 60th home run was for the fans, but Judge would rather have the Stanton walk off. And yeah, and he'd, he'd rather have both. He wants the team to win so that he can event, finally win a World Series and not be the face of this Yankees team that hasn't gotten the job done. But of course, he also wants to not only get the most amount of home runs possible, have the best stats possible, break these records as he's about to become a free agent. It's it's like the media is is just believing that he doesn't care about his individual stats. If he didn't care about that, then what's he doing turning down $217 million over seven years? Which is looking like a great call by him. Because he's certainly going to blow past that in free agency. If it's not with the Yankees, I mean, they're in big fucking trouble if it's not with them. Because, yes, I'm sure the back end of that contract will be a disaster, but the back end of all contracts are a disaster. 
and especially for position players, you know, in their late 30s, especially a guy who has mostly been injured outside of most of last year and this year, and he's going to be 31 getting this deal, and he's six foot seven, and you know, that's a that's a lot of miles for him playing center field so often, playing the outfield, being a nearly everyday player. But they have no choice but to sign him. He's the face of the team. He's the face of baseball right now. He's the best player in baseball. The MVP. Anyone who thinks Shohei Otani is the MVP this year should go take a lap. Judge is the MVP. Without Judge, the Yankees, I don't know that they're a postseason team. They're they're a wild card bubble team, probably at best without him. He carried this team when Rizzo was bad and hurt, when LeMahieu was hurt, Donaldson hasn't performed, Stanton's been awful, Hicks has been atrocious. All these guys that were supposed to be everyday players, Joey Gallo, who's gone, Glaber Torres, who, yeah, he's had a good last week. He hasn't had a good three years. Judge has been the one constant, the one consistent performer. And earlier in the year, I said the MVP of this team was three aspects. It was Aaron Judge, it was the starting pitching, and it was Michael King and Clay Holmes. Well, the starting pitching got hurt and kind of fell apart. Michael King was lost for this year and possibly all next year. And Clay Holmes, he's just atrocious now. He's unpitchable. I mean, when he goes into a game, I expect the ball. I expect him to not know where this ball is going. And if it's in the zone, I expect an extra base hit. Earlier in the year, I expected three outs on like 10 pitches at most when he came into a game. He was at Mariano Rivera-like levels. And now he looks like Jonathan Holder out there. But that win on, on Tuesday night, it's a big win because they need to clinch this division. They need to get that out of the way. Just keep letting the Blue Jays hang around. And they've done that because they just haven't been a good team. You know, we've talked about this a million times since going back to, to mid-June. And they had that recent run where they won 8 out of 10. And then they went to, to play the Brewers. And they went to Milwaukee and didn't play well. And then they come back on Tuesday night and need a crazy ninth inning comeback to beat the Pirates, who are just counting down the minutes till this season ends so that they can all go on their vacations and, and stop having to worry about going to the ballpark and losing every day. And staying with the Grand Slam, the walk-off Grand Slam, a laser. It's like 10 to 12 feet in the air the entire time to go over the left field wall. Stanton's been really bad. Not just since he came off the IL, but all year he's been really bad. That was like the first big moment he's provided this season. And there's 15 games left. And the Yankees get Harrison Bader finally. He plays his first game as a Yankee since coming over at the deadline almost two months ago now at this point. And he was, you can't have a better debut than he had. Two for four with a run scored, three RBIs, played a solid defense. He had as many RBIs as Hicks has had in like two months in one night. And you look at that lineup last night, Judge, Rizzo, Torres, Donaldson, Stanton, Cabrera, Bader, kind of Falefa, Trevino, and that's right now with what the Yankees have available is pr- probably their best lineup outside of taking Kiner Falefa out and putting Peraza in, which they're just not going to do. Kiner Falefa 0 for 4 again, another bad night, booted a ground ball that he was able to recover on. But that's probably what you're going to see right now in the postseason if Ben and Teddy doesn't come back, if LeMahieu doesn't come back, if Carpenter doesn't come back. I think it's very hard to envision all three of those guys coming back. And it's very hard to say, okay, all three will come back and everyone else will stay healthy. This is the Yankees we're talking about. Someone always has to be hurt. But let's say they all did come back. 
if they all did come back, you have to play Cabrera at shortstop and get Kiner Falefa out of there if you're not going to play Peraza. It has to be one of the two. Kiner Falefa cannot play in the postseason. Stanton being the DH screws some stuff up because you would like to have Carpenter in there. But to me, I'd, I'd put Carpenter at third. I would take Torres out of the lineup, put LeMahieu at second, Cabrera, Peraza at short, Rizzo's at first, outfield of um, Judge and Bader and Benintendi. You need to maximize the offense in the postseason. I get the whole run prevention idea, which the Yankees have taken to an extreme with Donaldson and Kiner Falefa and Bader, who gave you offense in his first game, but over over the course of a full season, you can't expect that, not given his career numbers. They need to maximize the offense because the starting pitching they're going to see is just too good. The Astros last two nights beat the Rays. They shut him out both nights. They didn't even throw Verlander in either of those games. You're going to see Verlander, Valdez, Javier, McCullers, if you can get to the Astros, and maybe, just maybe, someone would upset them. Because right now, the way it's set up, they'd play the winner of Toronto and Tampa. Maybe one of them could upset the Astros. Unlikely, but you never know. And then the Yankees right now would play the winner of Seattle and Cleveland. And they played Cleveland well in the regular season, but it doesn't mean anything now. And Seattle kind of had their way with the Yankees, which hasn't been the case historically. All the teams in the AL are solid, and the Yankees are going to have their work cut out for them no matter who they get in that first round ALDS, but they need to maximize offense. You cannot have a one-third of your lineup be automatic outs in the postseason. It can't happen. You cannot go up and face Alec Manoa or Verlander or McCullers or uh, Gilbert or Ray, you know, McClanahan, any of these guys with Kiner Falefa and, and Trevino and Bader, who had a good game again, but can't expect that. Donaldson, you just can't have all these outs in there. So the Yankees are a long way from having to worry about that because LeMahieu, Carpenter, they're not even close. Benatendi's less close. So maybe they'll have to worry about it. Maybe they won't. But what you kind of saw on Tuesday was the lineup for the postseason, which is scary because Josh Donaldson should not be cleaning up. And Kiner Falefa shouldn't be anywhere near a major league roster for the postseason. So I don't know that they'll get those three back. I don't know if they'll get any of them back. They need them back. Their best chance of winning is getting them back, but only if they play them. And we know Aaron Boone. <laughs> I would say it's 99% chance kind of for left is in the game one lineup. I'd say it's as good a chance Galeber Torres is batting third and Donaldson's batting fourth. Because if you remember three years ago, he's batting Brett Gardner third in the postseason. I guess we'll worry about that when we get there. We have a long time to worry about that. They're, they're just a day under three weeks away from game one of the LDS, which will be Tuesday, October 11th. So got some time to go. Still have to clinch the division. Can do it this week at home. You got Pittsburgh on Wednesday. They suck. Boston for four games. They suck. They want their season to be over. It'd be great if Judge could do this against Boston. Make it that much better. Break the record. Get to 62 against Boston. It'll be odd if it has to come on Friday on Apple TV where the broadcast team is as bad as it gets. Unimaginably bad, but I guess who cares when he does it, really? I mean, Michael Kay, I'm sure, cares. I'm sure he has 30 options of what he's going to say. As long as none are as bad as where fantasy comes becomes reality, or even history with an exclamation point. Like, 
those those are cringeworthy calls. And I don't know what he's got in store for 62, but as long as it doesn't come on Friday or Sunday, it'll be him on the call. So I think Judge will do it against the Red Sox. Wednesday's not a great matchup. Ronzi Contreras, former Yankee uh, farmhand, was traded in the Tyone deal. He's a good pitcher, solid pitcher, and I think he'll be able to shut the Yankees down for the most part. Tough to shut down Aaron Judge no matter who you are, but it's not going to be Will Crow last night throwing middle-middle pitches uh, to everyone in the lineup. So Judge, I think he'll do it in the Boston series, which will make it that much better, and hopefully the Yankees can wrap this thing up as, as soon as possible so they can do their unnecessary rest, set up their rotation, do whatever they need to do. But just just end this. It's been going on for too long. This division should have been over by now. Shouldn't have to keep looking at what the Blue Jays are doing. So that'll do it for today. Yankees, Pirates, second game of the series. Tonight at the stadium, Judge a chance at tying Maris or breaking it since he has so many multi-home run games this season. Um, I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.